Let's get into it then. All right. Awesome sauce. I ask that the gods and goddesses of our respective paths bless this circle so that we may be free and protected within this space. And if you have this one word, pagan or paganism. For the pagan community. Exactly. Right. The, the big umbrella. And that was fucking fantastic. Of the podcast ever. We're three pagans. Exactly. We're three pagans. And a cat. And may the works this day of be of the highest good for all present and those listening. So mote it be. The circle is cast. Hail Dictinus. Grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. Our solar system is fantastically bizarre. There are worlds with features we never imagined. Storms larger than planets, moons with undersurface oceans, lakes of methane, worldlets that swap places, and that's just at Saturn. Welcome to Celestial Bodies Saturn, the 136th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of astronomer Phil Plate. Thanks to Velocity Rose for our intro music. You can find more of their work at VelocityRose.com. You may call me Ode. You can call me Car I'm Ode's father. Mary Meet, my name is Gwyn Ode's mother. And I do sometimes wish I had followed that very young childhood dream of becoming an astronomer. The only reason I didn't is because there's a lot of math, a lot of math. Yeah, it's the same reason. It's the same reason. I, I, I as a child also had a brief period where I was like, I want a career in science. But then Mm -hmm. I thought about it and I realized that would be a mistake. Yeah, you would have been a geologist. I would have been an astronomer. astronomer. How about you, Card? Did you want to get into (laughs) science at all? No, I wanted to be a history teacher. Oh, that's right. Probably wasn't math that deterred you from that. No, it was studying. It was drugs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It deterred you from doing it, so. Yep. All right, housekeeping. Two new hunters, Roanoke the Wiccan Wizard and Yang. Welcome, Welcome, hunters. Welcome to our hunters. I do a Zoom call every Sunday from 2 to 4, except when I don't show up randomly and somebody (laughs) Somebody else has to does it. Does it? Somebody else has to does it. So thank you, Amanda, uh, for doing that. Also, I do a thing every other Tuesday. So this upcoming Tuesday, we will be recording with uh, Sarah Odinson and Malik Odinson. Hopefully, I'll be on time for it because I have been late for that as well. Life, <laughs> but, life is hard right now. And that is called Three Pagans on Tap, and you can find it on YouTube and or Facebook. And then I've got two things to talk about yes. that I'm well, talk actually, about actually, things. actually, I got three things. Really, four, four. Do I hear four things? Do I hear four things? Anybody? Four things? I've got four, four things. things. You have five five things, five things. We've got four. We have five things. Go ahead. Okay. So obviously, first of all, I write on Patheos Pagan. Mm -hmm. So look up Three Pagans and a Cat and follow me there. I also am working on a book that will be published with Wicca Press. I'm actually on their website now under coming project Green Earth Witchcraft. And if you're interested in that, you can go to Facebook to the Green Earth Witchcraft Tradition page and learn more from that. Or you can see my uh, YouTube channel, which has some uh, videos about Green Earth Witchcraft there. And that's under Gwyn of Three Pagans and a Cat. You can also find it under Gwyneth Indian Brigid. Either one of those will work. And then finally, the third and final thing is I am going to be one of the presenters at the Spring Mysteries Festival. It is going to be an online festival April 1st through the 4th, sponsored by the Aquarian Tabernacle Church. This year it is online, obviously. It is April 1st through the 4th. The registration is only $50, but you get a lot of really great teaching all through those four days. And I'm going to be doing a workshop on Hecate, uh, at 4 p.m. on Sunday, the 4th. So, 
come and check that out. And it, the all the proceeds go to support the church. So. And I take it, although it starts on April 1st, it is not an April Fool's joke. No, it is not an April Fool's joke. Okay, so what's the fourth thing? Nothing. I don't do anything, so I have, I have nothing to contribute. No. Skipping all of that other stuff, we have to say thank you to all of our patrons and all of our listeners, because I forgot to do that when we said welcome to our new hunters. And now we are housekept and housewept. There we go. We may now proceed to talk about the next planet on our long list of planets. <laughs> <laughs> it is a long list of planets, but I've been having fun with this. I hope everybody listening is enjoying the planetary series. And I hope uh, they're enjoying it, but even if they're not, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I like talking about the planets. And I'm tempted now to extend it because Saturn has a moon that's you may have heard of that's very cool and that I think we could do a whole episode on. <laughs> Well, we'll just see. We'll <laughs> but, find out. But we're starting with Saturn. Saturn. The, right. the second gas giant. That's right. Not to be confused with Jupiter. No, which I did <laughs> several times during the Jupiter episode say Saturn by accident. I think I cut out most of the instances of that. But uh, <laughs> To be fair, they're both gas giants. They are. But Saturn is prettier. Jupiter is prettier. No, Saturn's prettier. It's got all those rings. Even oh, it doesn't have the rings, but the, yeah. the actual atmosphere of Saturn is literally described in the literature as bland. <laughs> true, but it's got the pretty that, rings. That, that can't be true, because if you are on Saturn, since the majority of it's helium, you talk funny the entire time. Well, that's So that's true. not all that bland. I mean, you'd be dead. It's, you would yeah. be dead. Between the ammonia and the helium and the hydrogen and the intense heat. And the intense heat. Right, yeah. <laughs> yes, because it is. But the... for that brief moment that you'd be like, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so far, uh, let's see, I have two votes for Jupiter being prettier uh-huh. and one for Saturn is fancy. It has the rings. The rings it has are the fancy. rings. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into all. This and, and at the end, maybe we'll do an informal poll. <laughs> the construction of Saturn is actually very similar to the construction of Jupiter. And it is the sixth planet from the sun. Yes. Uh, the second largest. So Jupiter is larger than Saturn by a significant margin. Yes, but... Saturn's core is thought to be an iron-nickel solid core. It's thought to, again, have that layer of, of liquid metallic hydrogen and then liquid hydrogen mixed with helium that becomes less liquid and more gas just as it extends out into the atmosphere by just the pressure differential. And then the atmosphere is composed of a lot of helium and trace elements. Hydrogen. Hydrogen, yeah. Again, similar to Jupiter, it has ammonia crystal clouds that move in various formations, but they tend not to be as dramatic, distinctive, or Mm long-lasting as the formations on Jupiter. Mm -hmm. Like, they've observed a great white spot that recurs on Saturn once every Saturnian year, but uh, that's about once every 30 Earth years. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's 29.5 Earth years or something like that. The, The great white spots on Saturn don't last very long. Like, we talked during the Jupiter episode about how the great red spot has been around for a long, long time does seem to be dying now and there's a new red mm-hmm. spot forming but they're much more stable uh, storms mm-hmm. and the rings are made of ice and rock chunks yeah so they're so they're made of water ice which is different from the the rings on jupiter which we talked before are made mm-hmm. out of sort of space dust right saturn has higher wind speeds than jupiter does which may mm-hmm. contribute to its weather formations being less stable 
Mm-hmm. So winds on Saturn can get up to 1,800 kilometers per hour. It's also, it does have one sort of really interesting weather feature that's really distinctive called the northern polar vortex and hexagon. The way Saturn is shaped, it's not a, a perfect sphere. It's a little sort of flattened at the poles mm-hmm. just because of various gravitational forces. And there are vortexes at both of the poles, at the north and the south pole, where the winds are cycling in such a way that it creates these sort of little, like, eye of a storm sort of situations. Now, there's no hexagon at the South Pole, and it's still not 100% clear how the hexagon at the North Pole works, but it's this distinctly shaped, six-sided storm around the northern polar vortex. They've recreated similar effects in labs with liquids rotating at different differentials. Mm -hmm. There's a theory, there are a couple of theories about how it formed, but one of the theories is that the storm in the center revolving around the vortex is going in one direction, Mm -hmm. and then there are winds beyond the edges of that storm moving in the opposite direction that are creating these polygonal shapes in the the way the storm is formed. But it's one of the few sort of stable structures in Saturn's atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And sort of like the Great Red Spot, its color has actually changed. So the Cassini probe... Which has gone around Saturn, I think it said 294 times between 2004 and 2017. Yeah, Cassini's been up there a long time. Long time orbiting that planet. Which it kind of has to be because... Uh, uh, they have a long it takes, year. It takes, it's a long, long I year, yeah. so strange. They have a very short day. About like 10, 10 hours. 10 hour yeah. day and nearly 30 Earth, Earth years, years for yeah, one Saturnian to, to get around year. the sun. Yeah. Cassini's been up there a long time, and over the course of Cassini's mission, it's viewed the hexagon several times, and the color of the hexagon has actually changed from sort of a mottled light blue color mm-hmm. to a sort of a golden sort of taupe color yeah, yeah. over time. I think it's also important to note that these are actually... Shapes being made, like you said, in the storms and the winds. Yeah, there's these no are not, actual these are not, crust. No, the, these there's are not surface. stable structures. These are not Mm-mm. like we, we refer to them as stable formations because they're storm movements that are consistent mm-hmm. in the atmosphere, but they're they're not like land. Yeah, the neither Jupiter or Saturn as gas giants. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them has a solid surface. Nope. Except maybe the core. The core. And then, I mean, we still even that, they're not sure. We still haven't seen that. <laughs> they're guessing. We just are like, well, based on how planets work, yeah. we assume. Yeah, but they, they just, they don't have an actual surface. Yeah. So all of these bizarre hexagonal and, you know, all these different shapes. These are, are all clouds. Are all clouds. It's It's got nothing to do with, like, a formation on yeah. a physical surface. Nothing you could land on. Nope. And also it's very hot, obviously. Yeah, so the the temperature of Saturn is at the core estimated to be about 11,700 degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. Like Jupiter, it actually radiates more heat than it receives from the sun. It radiates about 2.5 times as much heat as it receives. Um, but unlike Jupiter, we're not sure why Saturn radiates as much heat as it does because it's much less massive than Jupiter, so it should be it shouldn't be radiating as much heat as it is. Right. So there are some theories about like the helium cycle essentially of of Saturn's interior generating heat through friction essentially. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But this I thought was interesting. They said there it will orbit in such a way that there are at times when those rings are basically invisible. Yeah. You don't it becomes ringless for a certain period of time as part from, of from, from Earth. From yeah. Earth as part of its orbit. Yeah. But it's an illusion. Yeah, the rings the are rings always never there. go away. And in fact, so so if you if you look at satellite imagery of Saturn you'll see that there are sort of spaces between the rings, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we distinguish the rings by different names. There's ring A through F. There's mm-hmm. the Phoebe ring. There's, you know, we sort of treat them as distinct stellar entities. Mm-hmm. But they're actually mostly not. Yeah. A lot of those rings that look like distinct bands that have, like, space between them, there's a, it's actually not that there's nothing between those rings. There's just less particle yeah. density between them. Right. Again, Cassini has observed as Cassini moves around the planet and gets different angles on the rings Mm -hmm. and sees sunlight filtering through the rings at different angles, Mm -hmm. it's observed that sunlight filtering through the blank spots between the rings Mm -hmm. still reflects off of particles. They're just farther apart. Here's the other thing I thought was interesting. Because, you know, I've I've looked at, like, the pictures of Jupiter Mm -hmm. and and, uh, Mars and that that these uh, probes have taken, you know, that, that NASA has shared mm-hmm. and stuff. But I swear, you look at the pictures that, that Cassini has taken of Saturn, and it doesn't look real. <laughs> I know. It looks like it's been computer generated. It looks like it's been computer generated. It looks very smooth. It does. It looks like, it, it's like, nah, that can't be that's real. Not that's not a gotta, real planet. That's yeah. got to be an animation. But no, it really is. It's the I, Cassini's actual photos. Very clear. So, and they and, have and some, not even, a lot of them now, they aren't even color adjusted. These are the yeah, real colors. these are the real colors. And like there was, I saw one, it's like, okay, here's Cassini has, you know, there's condensation on, uh-huh. on them. So we can't see anything right now. But there's others that are just like extremely clear, extremely clear. And they just get like fidelity. a partial angle of the planet. And you see the, and you're just like, that looks like it's a right? like it's that a drawing. Does, that can't be that can't what be it real. looks like. But it is actually apparently what it really does look like out in yeah. space. Yeah. This big, beautiful. And I do recommend going to NASA's website because yeah, everything everything NASA has is like publicly available. It's published, mm-hmm. um, so you can find a ton of really excellent high fidelity images and a lot of interesting data yeah. directly from NASA. One thing I should have followed up on: I did see a fact that said two tons of Saturn's mass they believe comes from Earth. Like during that's you know, one of the theories. There's billions other of years ago when things were being formed or something. Yeah, there's a lot of theories about the about the formation of the solar system. Yeah, yeah. That not everyone agrees on. Yeah, it's so that was. Just, and in fact, where the, there's theories about where the rings come from, even mm-hmm. so, it was originally thought that Saturn's rings were formed really early in the formation of the solar system, that they were like always a feature of Saturn. Mm-hmm. And that and that they might have been formed either by some kind of collision, uh, like a, one of Saturn's moons colliding with it, and this is all debris. Mm-hmm. So one theory is that Saturn's rings are a destroyed moon, or mm-hmm. a couple of destroyed moons. And one theory is that it's leftover nebular material from, mm-hmm. like, when Saturn was forming. It just, like, had leftovers that didn't get sucked in, and mm-hmm. those eventually formed up into the rings. Right. But Cassini... Cassini! <laughs> the long Cassini mission has discovered so many things. And one of the things that the data suggests is that Saturn's rings are actually much newer mm-hmm. than that. That they have not always been a feature of Saturn. I, I say newer. 
Newer as newer in stellar terms. <laughs> so like three billion years ago instead of four. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So like not at the very beginning of the solar system, but also like probably as long as we as a species have existed, Saturn has had rings. <laughs> but so so there's some debate now about which of those theories could even still be possible. There's also some interesting stuff with the moons and the way the moons of Saturn interact with the rings. So speaking of moons, can we just say yeah, how many moons? Let's start there are 82 major moons of Saturn, mm -hmm. only 53 of which have official names, countless many moons lots of satellites lots of satellites that are that that astronomers are like this doesn't count as in a fact, moon it's just a it's a, it's a moonlet in in fact on the nasa site they basically said saturn has its own little solar system basically <laughs> basically yeah between has, the rings and the moons and the moonlets and it has know. an absolutely absurd amount of satellite it, the 82 moons number is just counting the ones that are not in the rings. Yeah. Because there are satellites in, in the, the rings. rings. Yeah. Lots of moons, that Saturn. An absolutely absurd number. And one of the the largest of Saturn's moons, the one that is that, that was first identified, is Titan. Titan. Titan, I kind of want to do a whole episode about Yeah, someday. okay, I can see that. Because Titan is cool as shit. But just like a brief overview of Titan, it is larger than the planet Mercury. It is the only moon that has an atmosphere of its own. Titan is another one where if you look at the actual high resolution photos of Titan, it looks like it was like made in blender because it's just this <laughs> perfectly smooth, perfectly round orange ball. <laughs> but that's because the, the atmosphere of Titan is, is extremely dense and orange for some reason. Mm -hmm. We're still unclear. We think maybe it's organonitrogen. So it's the only moon that has its own atmosphere. And it's the only known body in our solar system other than Earth that has stable surface liquid. Yeah. It's methane. It has methane lakes. So it would be different kind of right. life. But it has a methane cycle almost identical to Earth's water cycle. Wow. That's so they cool. think... Titan could support methane-consuming forms of life. I think it's stuff is saying baby planet, question mark? Exactly. Well, with Saturn being considered its own little miniature <laughs> solar system within its sphere. Titan's very, very interesting. Yep. And we'll know more in the next 20 years or so because they're sending Dragonfly another, to Titan. Another, another mission. Yeah, another mission. and this one's actually going to land on the... Even if we never found another... Life, life, life bearing planet, Titan has huge potential. Mm -hmm. um, and there are a couple of other moons of Saturn as well, actually, that have the potential for maybe this could have some form of life on it. And who knows, billions of years from now, Mm -hmm. Things could be very different, exactly. and Saturn itself may may alter. Yeah, maybe and Saturn collapses, and, and and Titan takes its place. Who knows? Titan is no longer considered a satellite, right. it, it but pulls it still out and establishes its own orbit. It establishes its own orbit, and both Jupiter and Saturn are considered failed stars. Yeah, mm -hmm. like didn't quite get the fusion going right. in time. Yeah. 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 
That's um, why they're gas thought, giants. That's yeah. why I thought it was. I thought that was kind of interesting that you know they were actually supposed to be something entirely different exactly. than what they are. Exactly. Our, our solar system would have been, could very, have been different. very differently constructed. Right. Yeah. Which is why I'm saying, a, you know, a billion or so more right. years maybe from something now, happens to maybe snap Saturn's fusion back on or whatever. Yeah. Maybe Saturn will become a, a sun. Who knows? Like I said, it may eventually. B, it's literally own set little solar system, mm-hmm. you know, and we will be... Which would have a really interesting effect on our, our solar, solar system, you know, as yeah. a whole. And Solidus, from, again, my incredible amount of study that I've done on Saturn and its moons. <laughs> so apparently Cassini, right, mm-hmm. fell into a plume of water vapor from mm-hmm. Enceladus. Which, which, which was being ejected from Enceladus, right, yeah. Which contained hydrogen, mm-hmm. which would mean that... It could have an Earth-type atmosphere mm-hmm. on it. Rabbit is a question. A planet can become a star? Question mark. No. Uh, no, the, the theory is that when Jupiter and Saturn were being formed, mm-hmm. they had all the stuff necessary to, to become, become stars. stars. The, mechanically, they didn't become stars because they didn't fuse. Right. So stars are undergoing a process of fusion. Mm-hmm. And eventually they run out of material to fuse. Right. And then there's a Nova. <laughs> right. But because what, what we were speculating, and it's just speculation, right. we have no idea. is because they're both gas giants. They both had that initial fusion thing going on, you know, billions of years from now, who knows, you know, something could kickstart Saturn's. There's still a lot of questions yeah. about how these things work. We still don't yeah, really, still don't really 100% know. know what the cores of our gas giants are. Exactly. So that's what we're just speculating. What if in a billion or so years, mm-hmm. something changes within the the chemical mixture of, of Saturn right. and it or reignites. changes or who knows. Yeah, and it reignites and no longer is a failed star but becomes a, you know, a dwarf star, a dwarf star which would act like a sun to the uh, satellites that are in its orbit. Right. We're, we're purely That's, speculating we're just as speculating. non-astronomers. Non-astronomers with literally no scientific background. This is just speculation. Yep. Based on the little stuff we have yep. looked at. And then Yellow Kiwi says, if they did become suns way back when, would that have affected life developing on Earth? Oh, yeah, I think so. It would have affected all the planets. It would have affected everything. We would have different ones. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It would probably be the case. Mm -hmm. Be either a binary or trinary system. Yeah. Lots of different things. The whole structure of the solar system would would be be different. Earth wouldn't exist as we understand it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Nor would we probably have humanoids. No, yeah. Yeah. It would would be a completely completely different orientation of matter in the, in a different solar system yeah, that yeah, happened. Exactly. Yeah, right. So originally, before I got distracted by Titan, I was going to talk about... No, no, completely fine. I love Titan. Mm-hmm. But originally, I was going to talk about... So there are these interactions between the moons and the rings in Saturn. It has multiple rings, and it has a whole bunch of moons. And some of the moons, called shepherd moons, actually keep the rings yes. from spreading further away from Saturn. Yes, I have Or from changing their orientation or axis. There are a, a bunch of moons that orbit around very close to the rings. And the gravity of those moons pushes and pulls the particles in the rings mm-hmm. and keeps them in ring alignment instead of continuing to expand out into the solar system indefinitely. Because, as you know, there's no friction in space. <laughs> right. Well, then, from my understanding, again, with mm-hmm. my massive amount of research, <laughs> 
I'm basically an NASA scientist at this point. Just pointing that out. <laughs> no. <laughs> In your um, dreams, maybe. You have to use that deep voice when you when you're a Nassinian. When you're trying to sound like you know what you're talking about. What the fuck about. I'm talking about? Right. Yeah, you have to use a deep voice. Okay, I'll remember that. <laughs> <laughs> the rings are slowly actually being pulled into Saturn because Saturn is slowly drawing the moons in. Right, because um, Saturn's that, enormous gravity. Right, yeah. and that in a hundred million years, there may be no more rings of Saturn. Also possible. That's yeah. very possible. We won't be here. That's to according see to my other Nassinian friends. Yeah. <laughs> Your close friends have informed Your you. Close, <laughs> my close friends have close informed friends me. Close friends from NASA have informed you. Our tiger Jim Two Snakes has spent much of the past three decades providing spiritual and emotional support for individuals that are looking for accountability, wisdom, and safe supporting space, like NASA, while they discover how to walk their own path. Jim is now offering his spiritual dad service in a Patreon structure. This informal program includes regular contact with Jim and specific guidance for what's going on in your life right now. Along with a talking stick monthly meeting for some levels and regular phone calls ranging from one to four times a month at other levels, Jim will help you in goal setting, ritual and energetic practice ideas, teaching, suggestions, support, and accountability in whatever it is that you want to accomplish. And because it is your path, he will adapt his suggestions to suit what works best for you. To find out more, visit jim2snakes.net or patreon.com forward slash spiritual dad. And we definitely recommend you do that because mm -hmm. Jim is very wise and he knows what he's talking about. I mean, decades, right? Right. Decades. So decades, decades is a, of experience. That's a, that's a long time. So Saturn was a god, obviously, right. of ancient <laughs> Roman religion. A god of agriculture, originally. He is also conflated with the Greek Kronos. The Titan Kronos. Mm -hmm. the, the original Roman Saturn was not a Titan in that sense. Was one of the ancient gods, I guess, of Rome mm -hmm. before it was Rome. His realms were obviously agriculture, mm -hmm. but also... Wealth, generation, dissolution. Yeah, so creating and destroying. <laughs> yeah, renewal and liberation. He was, uh, they, they say he reigned during Rome's golden age. Yeah, and a lot of the mythology in Rome about Saturn was that there had been a pre-Roman period where Saturn reigned supreme. Right. Where the whole world, which was Rome at the yeah. time. <laughs> to them. To them, everything the, was the wrong. whole pre-Roman world right. was sort of a utopia that Saturn right. ruled over, of plenty and peace. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Saturn was usurped, much like Kronos and, uh, and Zeus. Saturn was usurped by Jupiter, Jupiter, who didn't do quite as good on the Golden Age stuff. Yeah, and Saturn is said <laughs> to be age, right? yeah, yeah, <laughs> and Saturn is said to be the father of Jupiter, Neptune, Pluto, Juno, Ceres, and Vesta. Yeah. And his, uh, his consort was his sister, Ops. So if you actually go back and listen to some of our Yule episodes, we talk about mm -hmm. Saturnalia. Saturnalia is a festival celebrating Saturn, specifically as in a liberation aspect. Mm -hmm. So Saturn is normally sort of portrayed as a bit of a dour, um, constrained figure. Yes, he's supposed to be kind of, at least the planet is considered to be depressed. <laughs> so they may have, you know, gotten some of these aspects from Saturn himself. 
having been removed from power and in the post-Golden Age... By his son. Yeah. Um, Saturn is sort of constrained. And actually, statues of Saturn sometimes had, not shackles exactly, but, like, he had wool wrapped around him. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, representing, like, Saturn is constrained. Right. And then during Saturnalia, you would remove that, and it would be like, Saturn is free! Yeah. Everybody go topsy-turvy! Yeah, so he was considered, you know, free speech mm -hmm. and liberation. He was also the god of time, according to Hesiod and Ovid. Mm -hmm. Saturn was basically the granddaddy. Yeah. God. I want to start doing Chronosnalia now. Chronos. I just think Chronos is a better name and Saturnalia is the thing for Saturn. Chronos so. was kind of an asshole. Chronos was the, the yeah. Um, don't want to celebrate so Steph says very different from Chronos and that's true. Yeah. Chronos, Chronos and Saturn had, sort of like Aries and Mars had very different um, receptions yeah. in Greek and Roman mythology. Yeah. Uh, Chronos and, and Saturn had very different Greek and Roman vibes. Yeah, Kronos. For astrology, Saturn is the ruling planet of Capricorn and traditionally Aquarius. Similar to the deity's uh, influences, it is associated with the principles of limitations, restrictions, boundaries, uh, practicality, reality, crystallizing, and structures, but also governs ambition, authority, hierarchy, conformity. I saw Saturn described in two sort of very different ways, depending mm -hmm. on what resources I was looking at. Mm -hmm. So some resources describe Saturn as a depressed, malefic, malefic. planet. He is the malefic, malefic planet, planet who has, like... Negative, yeah. limiting consequences in your in your star chart. Yeah, and then I saw the sort of other perspective on mm. Saturn, which felt more productive to me. The other sort of vibe on Saturn that I saw in a couple of places was that Saturn is basically the be a grown up planet. Mm -hmm. Saturn is the planet of taking responsibility for your shit, mm -hmm. doing stuff you don't want to. Saturn is the pay your taxes planet. And they tie that into something called the return of Saturn in your life. And mm -hmm. what that is, is when Saturn, you know, makes its 29.5 year mm -hmm. cycle is uh, when it returns to the place it was in your natal year, your, your birth year. It marks Saturn's uh, return in your life for life changes, relationship statuses, Work changes, call, you know, all these kind of things. Renewals. It's renewals. Getting your shit together, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. It's these big events happen when the return of Saturn comes because Saturn is returning to this position it was in when you were born. Which will be almost 30 years after you were born. Exactly. So, so just about when you will be. Start making transitions. Yeah. Start doing like big career moves. Potentially. Or getting married. Having or... that seven year itch. Mm -hmm. If you have been married in your in your 20s and you're not sure. This is maybe when you're getting a divorce. This is maybe <laughs> when you're getting a divorce. That kind of thing. And uh, so yeah, that's, that is tied into what's called the return of Saturn. I think Saturn is one of those that it's like nobody likes responsibility right. responsibility and having to stewardship grown up maturity <laughs> yeah. work responsibility physical and emotional endurance mm -hmm. is another aspect of saturn in, and and those are not lives. like fun concepts and long term planning yeah uh, i saw a lot of stuff about responsibility so i think saturn maybe gets more of a bad rep than it deserves yeah i don't think it's a moldific planet come on or even this even necessarily a depressed planet, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's just a planet of you have to 
put the work in now. Mm -hmm. Like it's time to stop acting like a child and like mm -hmm. being ruled by your passions, yeah. right? By like those but the intensity a, of a Mars or the drama of a Venus. But you time take to, like your responsibilities. Yeah, time to like put down roots, settle in for mm -hmm. the long haul, kind of. It's not a fun planet, but it's a getting work done planet. Mm -hmm. Now, interestingly, uh, Saturn in regard to medicine, especially, you know, back in the olden mm -hmm. days, um, it's associated with the skeletal system, you know, mm -hmm. your, your skeleton, skin, teeth, gallbladder, spleen, and the vagus nerve, which are the cranial nerves that are working your heart, your lungs, your upper digestive tract, your organs, uh, you know, in your chest and your abdomen, they're all connected to like sort that. of the whole body. Well, pretty much. <laughs> um, ironically, it was connected to the melancholic humor. <laughs> because of the, That's that depressed mood That again. depressed mood. And also very dry and cold. Ironical. Yeah. Ironical. Considering the planet Saturn is very wet and hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but these are all observations from, you know, ancient astronomers and poets mm -hmm. and philosophers and and you know herbalists and things that were connecting all of these things but like the vibes based vibes based but like the herbs that are uh associated though with saturn because of this idea that it was melancholic and you know dry and whatnot they are all herbs that grow and thrive in dry barren soil with little sun interesting so it's stuff like Bindweed and bistort, bluebell and comfrey and foxglove and hellebore, mandrake and yew. You know, these are the kinds uh -huh. of plants that are associated with Saturn. So I, I find that a really lot of those are the more ominous and poisonous. Plants, yes, they I are. <laughs> yes, yes, it's very interesting. So well, when you're melancholy, as I say, those are the planets with an "I'm poisoning you" vibe. But the thing to remember, like even with some of the more poisonous plants, like foxglove, that's the origin right. of digitalis. Yeah. So when it's handled properly, it can be used as a In medicine. Correct dosages. Yeah, which is why only people who know what the fuck they're doing with it should work with it. Kronos the star, which is 350 million light years from us, mm -hmm. eats planets. It has eaten 12 planets in its lifetime. Thanks to our Tiger Solanox for introducing us to Weavers of the Web, an interfaith Aquarian Tabernacle Church organized and based in Lansing, Michigan. Weavers of the Web is a public Wiccan church that aims to be family-friendly, supportive, and informative, with the goal of ensuring that no one ever need be alone in their spiritual needs. Weavers is currently raising funds for the down payment on a piece of property, which would allow them to expand their current network of resources. During social distancing, though, you can find them online at weaversoftheweb.org or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash weaversatc. Weavers also holds regular Zoom meetings, online rituals, and Discord discussions during this time. Very nice radio voice going mm -hmm. there. That one was Hail very, very good. Hail But back to Cronus. Since yes, we've since got Carr really wants to talk about Cronus. I'm just saying, it's he was fucking a, cool. He was a, a badass motherfucker who ate all of his children. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yes. The reason why Rhea, she fed him a rock. She fed him a rock and hid Zeus away. Mm -hmm. And all of the time Zeus was growing up, she was basically saying, your father's terrible, we got to kill And then he did. And then he did. Uh, and and cut his other siblings out of, out of Cronus' belly. Yep, rescued his other siblings. and Because so, I guess Cronus did not chew. No, he just swallowed. He devoured them whole. <laughs> so basically what this means is that Cronus slash Saturn is basically Star-Lord's dad. Ego? Ego. 
There are so many parallels, world-eating planets in Marvel. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> that's a trope they like to go back to, huh? Yep, yep. I see. Finn has said, having teenagers, I understand the eating of your children. <laughs> but he's got sympathy for Kronos. The uh, Saturn is the Roman version, and and again with the as we've talked about before. They're not perfectly synonymous. No, there there's some there's some differences. As far as I know, Cronus, the Titan, was never associated with like agriculture and yeah. things like that. Saturn had seemed to have a more a role of more authority in the mm -hmm. Well and let's you know, let's give credit where credit is due. He was considered the deity of the golden age. Right. Before Rome came along pre, and Jupiter pre Roman Yeah. Before Jupiter upset the, yeah. upset the wheel there and, you know, bound him to the stars, Saturn was considered to be a, a good deity mm -hmm. and one that they still continue think, to celebrate. Yeah, I think, the, I think the, the, the Roman vibe after Jupiter was like, Saturn is great in small doses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, so yeah, so they continued to celebrate him. Otherwise, they wouldn't have had Saturnalia. Mm -hmm. um, they wouldn't have had the whole topsy-turvy you know, giving of gifts and letting the poor be in charge or, mm -hmm. you know, all the different things that they were doing to celebrate Saturnalia. And we can thank Saturnalia for all of our, well, not all, but a lot of our Christmas traditions. Many, many, many. <laughs> many yeah. of our Christmas traditions come from Saturnalia. So hail to Saturn. Even yes. if you are depressed. Even if you are depressed. Don't be depressed, man. Get some serotonin, Saturn. <laughs> That's right. Don't be depressed. Can we, can we send with the next probe, send some dopamine. Up hey. into the, just, just distribute that in the atmosphere. Yeah. Hang on. December will come back and we'll be back to gift giving. So. <laughs> and the merrymaking. Uh-huh. In any of the areas that we talked about tonight, you can reach out to Saturn. If whether, you need to do your taxes. Yeah, whether it's, Saturn. whether it's the planet or the deity, you know, mm -hmm. because they yeah. have a lot of correlation with the with these aspects and, and uh, correspondences. You, you got kind of a bad rap sometimes after the golden age because your son Jupiter apparently was dick. <laughs> but I like Jupiter just, I think, too. I think Jupiter just had different ideas of how the world should be operated. Yeah, yeah. That's true, because he was the he was kind of that golden age once Rome became established as a yeah. as a state as a power as a power. All right, so that's it for this episode. Mm -hmm. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us just about everywhere. But if you really want to know absolutely everything, you could just go to Google and type in the number three and the letters P A A C three pack. Or just three pagans and a cat with the number three. It's a problem. Right. right. Spell it out. You can abbreviate it. Either way. You'll, You'll find a lot Multiple of pages of Google results of all the, the stuff we're on. Shenanigans. Yep. Whether shenanigans. So many shenanigans. Whether it's so the Facebook group or the, you know. Discord. The Discord or the uh, stuff I write for Patheos Pagan. There we got that. We have a YouTube channel we don't update. Yeah, we're, I'm terrible about uh, that. It takes so fucking long. Yeah. It, that's, Why that's do you think I passed it off? To, to, originally, Carl told me to do it, and I was like, okay, and then I never did. And oh, my God. Then, <laughs> then I became Quinn's you. job. It's tedious. It's tedious, man. So I've basically passed but off everything for this podcast off I know. to other people. But we said it's true. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and, we're ter and you passed it off to the wrong people. <laughs> well, Sorry, guys. Oh, we don't have enough Saturn in our life. <laughs> that's right. Well, it does their part. They edit. And I do my part. I write for the damn blog. <laughs> <laughs> and we all talk. We all chit-chat. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, Bye, right? That's it. All right. Yeah. Goodbye.